Welcome to The Odds Couple, a presentation of ESPN Chicago. The Odds Couple is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino Las Vegas. The Odds Couple. Here's your host, Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. Welcome into The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. I'm Tyler Rocky, filling in for Carmen DeFalco, alongside Mike North. Mikey, how you doing this week? I'll tell you what, I'm doing better. I'm glad Super Bowl is over after all the Super Bowls. And by the way, hi, everybody. It's Tyler. God bless you. You know, we got Brendan Riley here. The whole crew's uh, with Carmen off. I mean, yeah, I got to take the heat. Carmen and Eric are off after probably one of my worst Super Bowls. Not because of the Super Bowl. Real quick story. I have the Super Bowl. I took the 49ers for three units. I lose. Okay. It's happened before, folks. People lost and lose in the Super Bowl. Uh, I thought I had it pegged. I thought that, quite frankly, and uh, maybe I'll pay more attention to the coaches from now on because that's not one of my major <laughs> yep. deals. But, I mean, I thought I should have been, we should have been winning that game 17-3 to at halftime, and it just didn't materialize with the fumble, uh, some injuries. I think that they, when, when the defensive back uh, uh, ripped his Achilles, I thought that's when the game turned in the second half, that green law. I thought that that was a yeah. huge loss. That nobody, one of the more unfortunate injuries we've seen in a, yeah, in a big and, game. Yeah, and nobody's talking about But here's what happened. I had money bet on Charlie Hoffman and in the plus area about 1,200 in golf. Now, the uh-huh. golf match got suspended That's for a right. while. So now what happened is it doesn't usually bleed into the Super Bowl. Well, Hoffman's winning by three strokes, four strokes. I had... Been live betting up until the Super Bowl started. And then what? I shut it off and I turn on the Super Bowl. I'm not watching the golf. I take it for granted, folks. It's a lesson to everybody. He loses in overtime mm. to Taylor. Yeah. To Nick Taylor. And. Had a hell of a putt. Yeah. Well, you know what? I want to talk to him about his uh, eyesight. My God, how good can you be? But God, great putt. And I end up losing. The golf, I did okay. I mean, with profits and everything else, with San Francisco, uh, you know, uh, certain things that happened. I did well with the over 55 for the punt, over 55 for the field goal. I did okay with the change of leads at plus 135. So it evened out, but the golf killed me. How did you do, my friend? I did pretty well. I was on the Chiefs in this one. I feel now, like of a, you uh, were. I, listen, you Mikey, rascal. let me tell you a little I know. bit. There's... You know, they've got ESPN+. Plus. They've got Disney+. Plus. I'm going to give you a little info here on Chiefs+. Plus. All right? It's the only <laughs> subscription service out there that's going to pay you back. If I see a plus next to Mahomes, yeah. I'm usually in. You know what? I mean, yeah, I should be slapped around a little <laughs> bit after taking the 49ers. But you know what? I actually, and I've said this before, I've bet the worst coaches in football. I've bet the best coaches in football. But there's something to the Shanahan situation. I do believe Wilkes did not get fired for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I I'm think with he you. got fired for the previous games. Mm-hmm. where they had to come back, and there was a ton of points scored against them. The defense didn't look all that good the last half of the season for the most part. I'm sorry Doc got fired, though, because you know what? Once again, if you're the head coach, they seem to believe in you. Uh, maybe Shanahan, I know that he had to tell uh, Wilkes not to play his own in a certain point. They had to call timeout, so maybe there was some tension there. But if people want to feel bad about that, I can understand that Wilkes being fired would be, in some people's view, a scapegoat type of thing. Yeah, I'm with you, Mike. Like, I, I look at Steve Wilkes, and I think you hit it on the head there. Like, 
He was fantastic in the Super Bowl. Like, Absolutely. holding Patrick Mahomes to one touchdown in regulation, and it yep. comes on the heels of a special teams turnover, which he scores seven there. You, it, There's nothing you can really do. You're going up against one of the best on a short field. Right. But the previous two games, and even the regular season. Absolutely. And this, and this is what happens with coordinators in general, right? Like, a guy leaves to go be a head coach. D'Amico Ryans was fantastic with this team last year. Did everything kind of fit to his system. But then you're kind of behind the eight ball if you're Kyle Shanahan because you have to go out, you have to hire a guy. You're usually not picking from the top of the barrel. Um, and it's just unfortunate the way it kind of panned out. It probably wasn't the right situation for the Niners. It wasn't the right situation for Steve Wilkes. But, hey, they still got to a Super Bowl. They still won an yeah. NFC title. They were right there. They were in it at the end of the game against one of the best to ever do it. Unfortunately, though, uh, Kyle Shanahan yeah. does make the decision to take the ball in overtime. Oh. A lot of discussion about that. That's been the the buzz topic all week long. What did you make of that? You know, it's easy to talk now. At the time, I didn't have a problem with it. I figured, hey, you know what? Maybe he wants to score and put the pressure on Mahomes and, and lead seven to nothing. But if you, it's a chance you got, he's taking. It's a gamble. He he gambled and he lost. I, and, and you know, in light of what you're saying, and and by the way, I've bet against some of the best from from Bart Starr back in the '60s as a kid to Marino. Uh, to, so so Mahomes has got that mystique that Brady had. Uh, that other great quarterbacks have had. There's no doubt about it. He's tough to bet against. But I'm not going to abandon the system that tells me, and basically if it's coached, the team's coached better, that tells me they should win the game. Now, that being said, Shanahan is on my hit list now. (laughs) With Harbaugh. Everybody loves John John Harbaugh. John or Jim? John? Okay. John. Everybody loves I don't. And you can ask Carmen. I've been on him for three, four years because he always – Either him or his coordinators do something dumb, and we saw what happened. Yeah, I mean, really, Lamar Jackson, for instance, carries eight times. The running backs carry six against a team that's terrible against the run. Mm-hmm. So they had the Chiefs had cooperation uh, with from the other teams, and the Chiefs are just a good football club with a sturdy organization and a head coach and everything else. The better team won. The better players won. And you look at the defense. I know Mahomes gets all the headlines, but the defense and the way that they played for Kansas City, the way that they played all year, it kind of was the thing that steadied the ship for that team from the start of the season all the way through the playoffs. Listen, there weren't these miraculous offensive performances in the postseason for the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, you you go out in the opener and in the the tundra of of Arrowhead and right. and hold a a Dolphins team that hadn't played really in anything um, under fifty degrees all season long. It felt like, and then you freeze the Dolphins there. You you have the great game against the Bills. You go on the road, but your defense was fantastic in that game, containing Josh Allen to the best that they could. You contain Lamar Jackson to the best that they could, and then you get to the Super Bowl. You held San Francisco down enough so that the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes have a chance at the end. You're always going to have a chance. They hung around. Yep, if you can hang around and you've got 15 on your team. And you know, there's an old adage. I don't care what you're, if you're bowling. But this is just for the common guy that bowls or plays 16-inch softball or, you know, plays golf. You let somebody hang around, it's on you. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, McCaffrey's fumble. Of all guys, the guy fumbles three times all year long. 
for him to fumble that. I mean, you know, he didn't. I, I mean, and, and really, I think Jennings would have won MVP. Ed, see, if I hear people telling me McCaffrey would have won MVP. I don't think so. Hey, you know what, Mike? At halftime of that game, and I want to bring this up with Luke, too, when we have him on in a little sure. bit. At halftime of the game, I was looking at the live MVP odds. And where did Super- Jennings go? He was 90 to 1. Oh, my God. I placed a little bit of couch That's change okay. on then it. Got a little, pe- a little couch little change. couch change on it. And right. and I just kind of wrote it out. And at one point, he was the live favorite. Oh, I, my God. philosophy to myself was. So you had a bad beat, too, in a way. All I had to do yep. was, was see him catch a touchdown in the second half, which he does. And all of a sudden, he will elevate to the favorite because at halftime, you're looking at the box score and everything, and it's like, who's really the MVP of this game? Like, I don't know. I like, had him pegged. He threw for one, and he caught one. Yeah, and he I was mean, right there. And, and he could walk into a bar 20 years from now, sit down, and bet somebody <laughs> that he threw a touchdown in a Super Bowl and, and caught one. And, yes. and they'll bet him that. We don't know who you are, mister, but, you know, that's, it happens. Like Timmy Smith, when he played for the Washington team, that 205 yards rushing, then you never heard from him again. Now, Jennings is a different type of player, but he was a lock for MVP, I thought, if the 49ers win that game. Yeah, as long as it was like a field goal game, right. I felt pretty good about it. Unless the field goal was like 60 yards. Right. The, the, then maybe things get a little weird. Who sure. knows? But. Yeah, no, it, it was certainly a, a very, very fun finish to the it game was. and a, a little bit of a, a tough beat for me at the end there. I thought oh, I had it pegged too, right, man. but but that's all right. Um, anything else you want to get to from the Super Bowl? I do have some other NFL uh, odds for 2025 around as well. It's over with, my friend. All right, so looking ahead to next year's Super Bowl, again, we are so far out on this, but the Niners are the I guess we call it preseason favorite now to be the Super Bowl champions for next year. They're at five to one. Kansas City plus six fifty. Then you get into Baltimore at nine to one. Buffalo and Detroit twelve to one. Dallas and Cincinnati at fifteen to one. Our beloved Bears sitting at fifty to one on this list. But yet Everflus is eighteen to one. Now I'm going to tell everybody something. I did see this. Yeah, what's going to happen with uh, with with the? I hope they keep Fields because I don't want Williams. That's just my opinion. I've been right before. I've been wrong before. We'll see. What happens? That being said, I see he's eighteen to one. He's like fifth or sixth. Now that's got to be with uh, with with uh, with Fields. Uh, that's banking with Fields at eighteen to one, which I think is a good buy, folks, because you know. Besides the fact, I think that if you picked up Caleb Williams and let go of Fields, I think they wouldn't be. Uh, uh, I think they'd be. I think Eberflus would not be 18 to one. I think he'd be 30 to one because you got to teach a quarterback new tricks. Unless you pick up a Kirk Cousins, which nobody wants to admit, would put the Bears maybe in the playoffs. I know mm-hmm. he'd be expensive, but I'm tired of everybody watching out for the McCaskies' money. They're a six billion dollar organization. Take a chance, go out and buy a, a quarterback for two years at, at 80 million bucks. What? Prescott and a lot of quarterbacks are making $40 million a year, and I think if you have him as a quarterback and then you draft Marvin Harrison one, then you got some receivers. you got a guy that's thrown for 4,000 yards seven times, folks. But I don't hear anything, so I think they're going to stay with Fields, in my opinion, Tyler. I don't know how you feel about it, but I think 18-1 to is a good buy, and I think that Kansas City and Frisco RDO will be repeats next year, in my opinion, just looking at the odds right now. Yeah, you could definitely see it. Getting to your the, a big gap. the Eberflus 18 to 1 coach of the something? year. It makes sense because of the formula of how you get coach of the year. Like 
every year, especially this year. Andy Reid was a fantastic coach. It was one of the worst rosters that he has had since he's been with the Chiefs. And he has no shot of ever winning, Right, and in that same list, he has the longest odds of winning coach of the year, right? (laughs) Like, go figure. You didn't see Belichick win a lot of coach of the years. You didn't see the best win a lot of coach of the years. It's the who kind of overachieves with what's on the roster. I agree. And it's who can kind of maybe be that worst-to-first type of team. Or, or you see this year, Kevin Stefanski wins it. D'Amico Ryans was in the conversation as well. Stefanski recycled through a 1,000 quarterbacks. You yep. had D'Amico Ryans take a team who some people thought would have the number one overall pick this year and take them to the playoffs. Like, all of that stuff put together, it's kind of the formula for how you, you know become what? coach oh, of the year. You're a smart guy. I met you the first time I met you. I go, that kid's a smart guy. Uh, you know, and then, and then I said to myself, he, I, I mean, I just want your opinion on Cousins. Mm-hmm. If the Bears picked up Kirk Cousins tomorrow, this, I'm telling just, I've been in this town. This town would be jacked. And I don't care what the other people are saying about Williams or Fields. Because then you'd have a bona fide pocket passer that can handle a pass rush, that gets rid of the football fast, and he'd break any bear record for yardage. No bear has ever thrown for 4,000 yards, especially with Komet, especially with some other receivers, such including DJ Moore. I mean... To me, it's a winnable division, Tyler. Yeah, I mean, I think the division is certainly up for My grabs. God. Listen, Kirk Cousins, he's going to be one of those guys. He catches a lot of heat and all that stuff. He, but he, he but, was on an MVP pace this year until he got hurt. I, I look at Kirk Cousins as, is he an upgrade over the current situation? Absolutely. Yeah, come um, on. But, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, $50 million a year, everybody's falling all over themselves in New York. He may be not even able to play uh, or may be injured early. And everybody last year said, and even Bear fans, oh, I wish this was us. Well, now you got a guy that's coming off the same type of injury that was on an MVP type of situation. Is mm-hmm. it a chance? Yeah. But, man, when, when is this division with Jordan Love and, and, and Jared Goff going to be winnable? I mean, I think it's the quarterbacks that we got to get better than, and I can't guarantee Fields is going to be better than them do next year. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Mike. Yeah. The one thing that concerns me, though, is that he's Injury. entering his yeah, well, the injuries, and then he's entering his age 36 season. If you think that hey, either Fields or Caleb Williams can be the guy for you, you could be setting yourself up for the next decade plus. Would you rather have an airplane pilot? that's 36 or uh, airplane <laughs> pilots that's 20 that's taking you across the Atlantic that's flying his first his fourth mission I mean come on I mean you know what you we're trying to talk ourselves into the draft picks I get it but man I'm just saying if we got Kirk Cousins or so I mean I remember when Minnesota got Favre and you know it, it, it just it, it ignites the fan base now Caleb Williams I don't want I'm not I just watched him I'd rather have fields I'm good with either one right now, but I think we need an upgraded quarterback to a challenge. Otherwise, we're a third-place team. Yeah. All right, Mike, when we come back, we will talk with Luke Pergandy from Prop Swap, get all the Super Bowl rundown and what's ahead on the Prop Swap, Prop Swap website. That's all coming up next. This is The Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Welcome back to The Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino alongside Mike North. I'm Tyler Rocky filling in for Carmen DeFalco. And right now we go on out to the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline where we find one of the founding members of PropSwap. It's Luke Pergandy. Oh, Luke, how was your Super Bowl? What's up, Hi, Luke? guys. 
Uh, it was great. Uh, stopped by Circa uh, Stadium Swim on Friday. Weather did not cooperate last weekend. I used to live in Las Vegas, and Judah told me it'd be 40 and raining in the second week of February. I'd have said you're crazy. So outside of the weather, uh, of course, the game was played indoors. No impact there. Uh, it was excellent. Uh, every Vegas knows how to throw an event, and the Super Bowl was, was no outlier. It was, it was perfectly run. Yeah, because I see now that they're going to be in the rotation. I think New Orleans is a great site. Florida, I think it's a great idea. I'm also uh, hearing that they're going to maybe add another franchise. Maybe the NBA is looking to get into it. So they're here big time. want to ask you what, uh, I mean, the, the, uh, the Chiefs, I mean, I had the 49ers. But I want to ask you about something that happened with the golf. I, I don't know what happened if you paid any attention to that, Luke. Uh, but Charlie Hoffman was winning that whole thing. I was live betting. But it bled into the Super Bowl, and I forgot all about it, and he ended up losing. Uh, to Nick Taylor because it doesn't mm-hmm. usually gets done earlier. So I got burned on that. Did you get any – was golf minimally played because of the Super Bowl? I know it's they're going against the gargantuan type thing, but did you did you get any situation like I had, which was a tragedy? Yeah. So we certainly – I mean, I went to the Waste Management uh, on right. Wednesday, just Wednesday. I was going to go on Thursday, too. But, it, again, just really bad weather out west last week. And, of course, this weekend it's 70 degrees in both cities. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we were still – we still – I mean, you know, Pebble Pebble had the winner. I think he was 300 to one odds. I mean, the amount – because of this live exodus, yes, all of these really talented golfers are kind of split between the two, quote-unquote, leagues now. And what's happening is these underdog 100 to one or greater golfers are winning. So you mentioned Nick Taylor. I mean, that's just one. Like I said, Pebble had had a hundred to one winner. I mean, it's happened. It's happened like five yeah, times week. this year already. It's, it's crazy the 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 uh, cr- um, extensive long shots that are winning golf tournaments this year. That's yeah. That's interesting to hear. Luke Pergandy with us here on the Odds Couple. So, Luke, uh, anything fun on the site from the Super Bowl that was sold? Any big tickets that were, or any main takeaways that you had from the game? Yeah, I mean, I. So Mike asked me, he kind of put me on the spot in December. Mike asked me if I had to pick an AFC team, who would I pick? And this was just after the Chiefs had lost to the Raiders. And I still went with Kansas City. Yes, so you hopefully, did. you know, not doing a victory lap, but my point is, like, we we do give out some winners on this show. So, yeah, you do. Um, go ahead. You did. I mean, I remember it like it was yesterday because they weren't looking well. See, I had San Francisco, Luke, and I don't know what the feedback was for you. I thought they should have been winning 17-3 to or something like that at the half, and I said, we're in trouble now. Was that the take that the, the people out there had uh, that you were talking to and that people especially had San Francisco? That was opportunity loss. I mean, the overtime thing, uh, yeah, if they score first, it's a non-thing. Who knows what happens? I think the sin was letting Mahomes go all the way down and score on a neat, relatively easy play. But what was the feedback, and, uh, and how many people got burned holding on to their Frisco tickets and try, instead of trying to pedal them a little bit? Yeah, so we sold um, a monster Chiefs future. I was obviously a prop five. You're going to sell winners. So we yep. sold a twenty-six thousand dollars. Chiefs wow. to beat the 49ers. It came, the sale happened like Saturday afternoon. Uh, basically, it, was, it paid paid like sixty thousand. So obviously, buyer got an incredible deal. He made you know, almost thirty thousand dollars. So incredible, incredible sale for the buyer. Seller turned. You know who knows how that game would have 
ended up. He only bet two thousand. So originally he turned two thousand and twenty six thousand. God bless. Uh, so he made you know twenty G's, and then the buyer made another thirty G's. So pretty, pretty incredible. Happy for both sides in that situation. And then to answer your question, Mike, yeah, I mean, look, I think. I think you, you leave Kansas City, you, 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 make, you only beat Kansas City by 10 points, which is what the Niners' lead was. Like They're going to score points on you yeah. at some point, especially if it goes into overtime. And I think that's just what happened. They just outlasted the Niners. There's just too much firepower, too much um, rapport between Travis and, and Patrick and, and Andy Reid. Like they're, just, they're, they're eventually going to get you. And I think the, the Niners, just the game went too long and the Chiefs just, I had a flashback. Kelsey was like my old man when I brought home my report card. <laughs> my God. I mean, uh, he was in Reed's face. I mean, that whole thing was, yeah. I thought they were becoming unhinged at that point, but it was like, hey, what are we doing? Let's go. And then everything turned, you know? Yeah. I think, uh, I, so there's a bunch of clips that have came out, uh, basically mm-hmm. Mahomes and Kelsey in overtime, almost laughing that <laughs> the Niners took the ball. Yeah, which is like to me. I was watching it. I and, and Tony said the same thing. And I get it. I think most people were kind of like, "Why? Why would you take the ball in that situation?" Mm-hmm. It's, it's now the clips are coming out that Travis and Mahomes are basically laughing um, when, yeah. when the Niners decided to take that. But I think the the shouting clip of Travis yelling and Andy I, that was right after Pacheco fumbled. So I think Travis was like, "Look, like give me the ball. Like stop yeah. giving this." You know, young running back, the football, like, give me the ball. I think and he then just... Wilkes got, I think everybody's forgetting this. He's, the, the defense was terrible. The, uh, we were talking, Tyler and I, the first, uh, the, in the playoff games before this. But people forget that Kelsey went off in the second half when they had stopped him in the first half. And, it, you know, Shanahan had to call timeout to tell him to quit playing zone uh, at one right. point. So I think. I think that was a little bit of the nail in the coffin that got Wilkes fired. Not the Super Bowl, but the second half of that game and the previous uh, games, uh, two mm-hmm. games before that. Don't you? I completely agree. I mean, I I thought the Packers should have won that game if Jordan Love doesn't, you know, throw that in unforgivable pick at the end of the game. And I think the Lions should have won the game. I I, I honestly Definitely. thought that's why I picked the Chiefs to win. I just felt like the Niners for from consecutive weeks going into the Super Bowl, the defense are just bad. And yeah. Totally agree with you, Mike. I mean, Travis Kelsey was was held to virtually, I think he had like 10 yards or something in the first half, and then he just went off in the second half. I mean, that, that's zone defense. He's Mahomes and Kelsey are going to kill you if you play zone. No right. doubt about that. Uh, Luke, anything good on the site? Maybe NBA, college basketball, yeah, anything that's kind of uh, piquing your interest? Yeah. Yeah, we are rolling with college basketball. Uh, I said this last year. I'm not ready to say that if we're going to have you know, last year's Final Four was the was the largest amount of long shots in the history yeah. of the college basketball tournament. I'm not ready to go that far, but I think it will be top five or at worst case top ten. I think there's going to be a lot of dogs that go. There's just not a consensus favorite. I don't trust Purdue when it comes to tournament time. Zach Eady can't hit free throws. They don't have good guard play. I just I know they have two losses, but I just I don't trust that team in tournament time. Just like last year, it's basically the same basketball team. They lost to fairly Dickinson and a one versus sixteen upset. So I, I it, we're in college basketball mode for sure. Just uh, one team I, I looked at uh, this morning, Florida Atlantic was yeah. they were they went to overtime in the Final Four last year. They were one basically one basket away from going to the national championship. And they're they lost again. to San Diego State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they back. are eighty-five to one on Fanduel right now. Mm. So I I put a couple units on them this morning. 
to me, it's the exact same team. The Florida Atlantic team returned all five starters. They got the big Russian guy, big white guy up front, and then this this guard named John L. Davis. Um, it's the exact same team as last year. And like I said, they're they're made basket away from going to the national. Yeah, they're eighty five percent. Yeah, eighty five percent of the roster is back. Hey, Luke, we appreciate it, buddy. Good job. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Luke. That's Luke Pergandy, one of the founding members of Prop Swap. Yeah. With us on the FAU, Car X good Tire call. and Auto Hotline. Yeah, I mean, the they were fun last year. They they bring pretty where's much Syracuse? everyone back. Bernie, is, oh, is, boy. Is, where's Beheim? Are they back? Beheim's on a TV set. No, 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 no. He has moved on. He is uh, he's working. What's he doing? He's doing games for ESPN now. So he'll do some of the studio stuff. He'll do some games here and there. You can find him on WGN. He does like the, the oh, games no, that are on. I'm not looking for him, Tyler. That's <laughs> okay. W, I, yeah. I know. Most people aren't. Not even I'm. I, I have a degree from there. I'm not even looking for him I, either. That's why I brought it up. Kid. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get to some of the other stuff, too. Uh, I do want to get to some All-Star Weekend stuff, okay. a little bit of the college basketball, but a few little odds and ends from the NFL as well. Um I don't know if how, how into the mock drafts and stuff you are, uh, Mike. Go ahead, but, baby. I'm ready. But there are. There has been a lot of smoke around, hmm, maybe Jaden Daniels is going to overtake Drake May for the number two pick. You look at the odds right now on on a lot of the sites, and right now Drake May about a minus 150 to be the number two overall pick. Jaden Daniels plus 155. It seems like some of the public favor has kind of changed a little bit, but mm-hmm. we know that a lot of times – this stuff comes up in February, but then we get to March and then deeper into April, and then everything is back to where yeah. it was. Well, you go, Trubisky was the number two out of North Carolina, like May would be if he went number two. I will <laughs> tell you this about May. He's uh, a good build, big kid, can run, has, has all the tools. Uh, I like Daniels. I'm just happy it's not Caleb Williams. I, I think there's too much hype for him. I, I'm with Merrill Hodge, who I respect highly. Uh, Merrill Hodge was one of those guys that when he worked for the network, uh, you know, you'd hear three guys say something, and then he'd say they were nuts. And all of a sudden, you know, it would turn out true that he was right on things. And I, I, I said, you know, that, that Williams isn't the guy, and he feels the same way. So I'm, I'm pretty secure with that. I wouldn't have any problem with those two guys. But I really believe the Bears should draft other positions, keep fields, Pick up a veteran quarterback, and then uh, draft another quarterback down the line, like a, a like a Hartman maybe from Notre Dame, an older guy, uh, 25 knows how to play the position, doesn't have to be, uh, you know, like some of these number one picks taught how to play, uh, get your mechanics right. I like what he did last year. I don't, I know he's not a one, two, or three, so he might still be around, Tyler. So I, that's what I'd like to see happen. Yeah, real quick. Uh... You did mention, oh, you're in the camp of you want to keep Fields. Yeah, They're, well, over 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 over, over drafting. I don't want to start over over drafting I, I, any I, of the guys. Though. I was yeah. in seventh grade twice. Mm-hmm. I was. It's no fun. <laughs> it's, it's to start over. It isn't. It's <laughs> aggravating. And I've done it with the White Sox. We've all done this. Do we really want to go? Especially since the defense is starting to perk up. Our special teams outstanding, and we got a three more year deal with our field goal kicker and stuff. And I'm just saying. Well, you can bet on where Justin Fields will take his first snap for next season. Oh, and the boy. Bears right now are, they were the favorites initially, but a lot has changed over the last week. But right didn't now, they watch that interview with, uh, with, with Kevin Payton? Yeah, with Kevin Warren. Yeah. Well, didn't they watch that? I, I mean, scouts are smart. They're not going to fall for if Kevin Williams is just bragging about the guy trying to get a better deal, do you think? 
Kevin Williams, I mean, Kevin Warren, I mean, he didn't, he didn't even, well, he's supposed to be here to get the stadium, okay? Yeah. But mm-hmm. he seems to have influence. Weren't you impressed by his positivity, or do you think it's a smokescreen? I would lean it's more of a smokescreen. Hey, listen, oh, he's a smart he's a smart yeah. guy. Like he he knows what he's doing there. But the Bears, if you think that he is going to be the quarterback for the future, Bears right now at three to one, that's pretty good value for you there. After wow. it was uh, a favorite, a, a minus favorite earlier, the Pittsburgh Steelers are now the favorite, minus one twenty. Um, but yeah, wow. so it, it's amazing how everything's sh- sort of shifted lately. They were sixteen to one about a week ago, and then all, all of a sudden now they're they're at minus one twenty. But all right, when we come back, we'll get into some NBA All Star Weekend stuff, preview the college basketball weekend, all that coming up next. This is the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN One Thousand. This is The Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco. The Odds Couple on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. It's The Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Tyler Rocky and for Carmen DeFalco this week alongside Mike North. And Mike, it is All-Star Week and I feel like with the way that the the NFL has pushed the Super Bowl back a week, we kind of get blindsided by the All-Star Weekend. I had no idea that it was All-Star Weekend until we got to about Thursday this week, and all of a sudden we have ourselves an All-Star game out in Indy. Well, yeah, and I'll talk about that. <laughs> You're right. I look today, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. I go, where are you? And then it says All-Star Week, and I was looking at lines for February 22nd. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to take Boston, tell Tyler I'm proud of myself here. I'm looking down, it says February 22nd, Thursday or something, so I said forget about it. (laughs) But yeah, it came fast and I think it's good. Look, bottom line is that it's all about, I I don't know what the score is going to be. I remember when the scores there, the score, all-star scores and what the regular season scores are now. I'm afraid there's going to be a 200-point game. Yeah, well... Our total for the All-Star game for is... For one team. For oh, for one team. Well, for the whole game, it's set at one, uh, 364. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my gosh. I mean, my... There's I, high school I, teams I, that don't score 364 points in a season. Oh, are you kidding me? There's teams that don't score it in five years. <laughs> it's crazy. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm not into it. I'm not into uh, the all-star game. As, you know, I'm into more of the skills competition. Mm-hmm. I'm into the three-point shootout. I'm into that stuff. Uh, I'm into the, you know, do they? what else do they got now? They've got the dunk contest. I mean, uh, the dunk contest. It's lost as luster, but however, I will say this. It, it is refreshing to see an all-star actually participate in the dunk contest this year. Jalen Brown from the Boston Celtics is the first all-star to participate in the dunk contest since Victor Oladipo did it in 2018. See, I so, missed the days when they brought the old timers out, like, uh, and they played an old timers game, mm-hmm. and, you know, and they, you know, dunk, you, you guys would, would snap their Achilles tendons, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. You're watching Bob Pettit from the 50s put up, a, you know, in the 70s trying to put up a jump shot. I mean, I like it. I like the skills competition better than the All-Star game. I can't watch it. Maybe the introductions. I'm, in, I'm into the introductions a little bit. Yeah, but, it's 
more of the fanfare and all that stuff. The, the events changed so much. It's gone like back and forth. And this year we're back to the East West format. We've gone away from the draft. It's the more traditional ending now as well, instead of the Elam ending that we've had the past couple of years where there's the target score and they turn the clock off. Oh my God. So it's like, it's changed so much. You don't really know what you're betting on until the game actually begins. Does the game have a commissioner? I just want to check. I mean, is he missing in action? Adam Silver, I, I saw today he was introducing some, it's called NBAI, which is the new NBA, like, artificial intelligence uh, program that they're putting in. I, it's above my head, Mike. Uh, yeah, I, I'm on. supposed to be the one that understands this stuff. Yeah, no, I have no idea what that is. When they brought up AI, I go, what, is he back with the Sixers? <laughs> 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 what the hell are they talking about? Yeah. Artificial intelligence, I could have used it. Yeah. Yeah. Any type of intelligence to get me through. Yeah. But you know what? I think you know. I think it's one of these deals where I don't know what you can do anymore with with all star games because it's it's because of the money. It's right. A, it's an exhibition game. Guys are afraid to get hurt. I give the guys credit for going there. It's a party. It's an ego trip. I get it all. But they just don't put no effort into the game. I've always said the all star game should be the world. Against the USA. And I brought it up to David Stern literally 20 years ago. And I said, you should have the European teams or the world teams from all over. From, you name it, Africa, Europe, anywhere. Against the U.S. The problem is we'd lose. The U.S. team would lose now yeah. if they did that. Don't you think? They'd have, they'd have the freak, right? Mm-hmm. They'd have... Jokic. Jokic. They'd have Doncic. They'd have Embiid. Embiid. We'd get killed. Yeah. We'd get killed. I mean, yeah. You, you who are we going to show up with? Austin Reeves? I mean, what are we going to do over here? I'm looking right now at the MVP odds for this year. The top four guys are, are all, all international guys. You've got they Jokic. They start playing when they're 15. You've got Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who's from Canada. You've got Giannis. You've got you mean Doncic. he's not one of our guys? He's not even one of ours. He's, he's from, from Canada. Canada? Yeah. What happened? So we'd have In to make it a North America game if we wanted uh, if we wanted SGA on this team. But yeah, like you're right. No, no North American USA, <laughs> USA all the way. But we got we're soft now, and we we don't coach like they get coached over there. And they we don't start them early how to play a team game. It's more AAU. Yeah, it, it's I mean, a completely different way. But wouldn't it attract more eyes? I think it would be interesting. and they Winner kind of... take all, $10 million a man, bloodbath. <laughs> wow. Bloodbath. Someone would definitely put the money up, too. Oh, and you, you, the money exists. There's no doubt about Can that. Can you imagine each guy gets like, let's just say, let's be a normal here. Each guy gets $2.5 million that wins. Other guys just get expenses. There'd be guys all over the court diving for balls. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? I mean, look at the bubble championship that they, I mean, the uh, participation. The, the in-season, yeah. I mean, those guys they were went nuts. Hard. Yeah, because there was a financial uh, gain I, from well, it. I, actually, I mean, people were sweating in the second quarter. That doesn't <laughs> usually start till there's three minutes left in the fourth. <laughs> they stand outside and fire. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, I mean, you look at what All-Star Weekend, it's just, just – and this is not just the NBA. It's every sport at this point. It's a giant corporate event. You yeah, bring people it. in. It's cool. It's not what it used to be. It's unfortunate, but I don't see no. there really being a way to fix it. These without guys some sort used of to go after thing. each other. Yeah. In the 60s, 70s, 80s, they went after each other. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Piston guys, the Bulls. I mean, the, 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 for instance, the Bulls, the uh, All-Star, the East, 
They hated each other, mm-hmm. yet they had to play together. Yep, for for one weekend. For one, you were it was awesome. Yeah, you got Larry Bird and Lambeer, and you got Aiden Jordan. Where are you going to see? You'll never see that again. Yeah. That type of thing. No. The only of the All Star activities that I really get invested into now is the three point contest. We do have the odds for that. Damian Lillard is at plus 410 right now. You've got Tyrese Halliburton. He should have stayed in Portland where he was the big fish in the little pond. That was a mistake. It's going to go down as one of the biggest catastrophes. Milwaukee, forget about it. Doc Rivers to me at seven right now. Just a debacle right now. Their offense down about 17 points trying to concentrate on defense. They're lost at sea. Yeah. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, five to one. Trey Young, plus 550. Malik Beasley, plus 650. Lowry Markinen, Carl Anthony Towns, each at seven to one, and Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson plus seven. Can I tell you a guy that I like? He's not going to win, but I've been watching him, and I was taking him. Yeah, you know, okay, he's good. He's in Utah. Donovan Mitchell's good. Man. Yeah, he can wow. play. Mm-hmm. I watched him the other night. Really good ball. Him and Brunson are two of my favorite players. Yeah. They really are. Yeah, I mean, it feels like a little bit of a throwback to the old school guard, especially with Jalen Brunson, just a crafty lefty and. and He's really added the scoring component to his game. He's been a guy who, ever since he was in college, really has been more of a like a spread sp- spread the sugar around, get get the all the teammates involved. And he's been on some good teams, and he's been kind of the figurehead of a lot of these really good teams. The guy's yep. just a winner, going all the way back to Stevens in high school. Yeah, absolutely, I wanted the Bulls to take him in the first round, and they said no, he's not worthy of that. And I, he went all the way down. I said, you got to be crazy. He's in our backyard. It didn't happen, and now the rest Not just of our backyard. He was in the building when Rick was an assistant coach. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about it right now. <laughs> it's just one of the ones that we just got away. I remember we took – the Bears took Walt Harris, a defensive back over Mike Allstott. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and he was in our backyard at Joliet Catholic. I mean, he became a Hall of Fame-type running back. So, we blow it all the time. Yep, that's just the way it goes <laughs> yeah, sometimes. That's the way it goes, but, baby. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're looking at at some odds here, you know, Carl Anthony Towns seems like someone who could do well in this contest. Now, it is somewhat of an endurance contest too, because like you got to be able to whip around that the the five different spots and get and get the shots up. Because there's a lot of these guys who don't finish the all the racks sometimes, and and or they're like getting to the final rack and they're just rapid firing, and you know they're missing at least half of them. Um, but the way that everything has sort of changed with this, uh, it, it is still a fun event. It's the most fun, in my yeah. opinion. I'm not going to take Towns because I don't. I, I, I just think he's too big a man to win this thing. That's <laughs> so, fair. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go with the shorter guy. I haven't decided who I'm going to take yet. I like your Halliburton pick, but I think the pressure might be on him, too. Maybe Lillard wins to try to reclaim some glory for the Bucks right now. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a fun event. You get the best of the best, so it's it's certainly one of the great ones. Better than what they got. Yep, no doubt about yep. that. All right, when we come back, we will talk with Jim Miller, the expert handicapper over at Hawthorne Racecourse, and also get you our best plays for the weekend. That's all coming up next. This is The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Coming down the home stretch of the odds couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Tyler Rocky in for Carmen DeFalco alongside Mike North. And now we go on out to the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline where we bring in the expert handicapper over at Hawthorne Racecourse. It is Jim Miller. Jimmy! What's up, Jim? 
Guys, I'll, I'll tell you, Tyler, you sound like a seasoned pro doing this. So well, I know you. that the information that you've been giving out, it has to be just absolutely fantastic. What happened? Did Carmen just have like a like Super Bowl hangover or something? Yeah, I'm he, always he here. He just had so many wagers? Yeah, we had the 49ers, uh, the, the, the odds couple. So I, I, I'm here to hold the football here while he's <laughs> off vacation eat somewhere. I'll God tell bless. you, it's tough. I mean, but here, here's the thing, guys. You know what? It, it was a good game. It's amazing, though, the transition for just what happens with the NFL. We're done with the Super Bowl, and now there's already talk about the combine and what's going to happen with the draft. And you can bet on this stuff, too. That's the thing that I find absolutely amazing is, like, who's going to be the first draft pick? Who's going to take him? It's, it's just it's so amazing what has happened in this era and age of sports betting. Jim, soon we'll be betting on OTAs. You know it's going to happen. They'll find a way. But one, one day we'll be betting on OTAs. Let's get into some of the, the horse racing, though, across the country. You know, it's been a weird weather week across the country. Some places it's been like 40. Other places it's been snowing in and, and like blowing snow everywhere. But how is that going to impact some of the races going on across the nation? Well, and it has changed things a little bit for kind of how people are, are planning their schedules more than anything. Because typically it used to be that New York had just a really good kind of triple crown trail that would go through those New York tracks leading to the Kentucky Derby. But this year, everything has really moved south, Tyler. So it's a lot of big stakes races at Oakland Park down in Arkansas, at Fairgrounds down in Louisiana, Gulfstream Park. This weekend, guys, the focus is at the Fairgrounds. They're the one derby prep. It's a 50-point derby prep there with the Risen Star Stakes. But I'll tell you, you're right, Tyler. Things have definitely shifted. It does go south. It works its way back up north when it gets a little bit warmer. But right now, I'll tell you, the southern section of the United States is definitely where the best racing is at. Yeah, and I'll tell everybody this right now, and Jimmy brought it up for a reason. The NFL's a year-round bet. You can do it at Hawthorne with the great sports book there and uh, uh, get that done while you're betting on the races around the country. Just, uh, you know what, just listen to the show. The guy's on fire. Jimmy, what do you got for us for the three races this week, my friend? All right, we're going to focus in New Orleans at the fairgrounds for all three races this week. We'll bet all these horses across the board because they're good prices. So we'll start in race number eight at the fairgrounds. Bet the two-horse charging across the board. This one's 8-1 to one in the morning line. Then we'll go to race 11. We're going to bet the 9. Smile happy across the board. That one's 5-1. to one. And then race 14 is the 50-point derby prep, the Risen Star Stakes. We're going to bet the 8. Catching freedom across the board. That one's 5-1. to one. Should love the long stretch down there in New Orleans. All right, so all these across the board, just to recap, the at the fairgrounds, race number 8, the two-horse, race number 11, the 9-horse, and race number 14, the 8-horse. That's right, boys. We're going to make some money. We're going to get ready because we're going to double down and put this on the NFL draft. (laughs) (laughs) We love it. Thanks so much, Jim. Appreciate you taking some time with us. You got it, guys. Good luck. Jimmy! That is Jim Miller, the expert handicapper over at Hawthorne Racecourse on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. All right. All right. Now we're ready. Now we get into the best plays. You know, no more NFL. We can't dip our our toes into the football waters. I don't know about you, Mike. I'm not touching any of that spring football that's coming around the way. Forget about it. Listen, I can use a little bit of a football break. You bet on guys. You bet on a guy. The next thing you know, the two weeks later, it's the same guy's working on your car. (laughs) Forget about it. You know what I mean? Need an engine check, and you see the, the yeah, wide yeah, receiver you see the quarter, who dropped, yeah, the, dropped the pass for you. Oh my God! Absolutely, you see him, and he, you know you see the guy at the, at the grocery store or something like that. But ready to go here. All right, I got only uh, I only got one play 
uh, to, to start out. And we're going to start out at 0-0 on the producers and all the guys and uh, the people that have been sitting in did a great job. We had a good regular season. Uh, we had a so-so. We didn't have the, the playoff season we've had in the past uh, four years, but we did we did okay. Uh, I'm going to take Siena plus 8.5. I know that. Uh, the Saints. Uh, yeah, the Siena. Look at you. I like that, you know, the nicknames. We, we played Siena many a time when I was in college. Yeah, now you know what? Uh, Siena is, uh, you know, one of those schools that, you know, they always got competitive teams. They're getting eight and a half. They're playing St. Pete's. And St. Pete's a good ball club, but I'm going to go with Siena as my only pick, plus eight and a half. How about you, my friend? I only have one. How many one. you got? I, I love how one. you stepped out. I only have one. There you go. Um, I am going to go with a, a power conference game. I'm going to take Villanova, uh, giving mm-hmm. nine and a half on the road against I Georgetown. Listen, Mike, this is not your father's Georgetown no. team anymore. I, Patrick Ewing is walking through that door. <laughs> no, he's not. In fact, he got kicked out of that door. Oh, uh, my God. As fast as you can kick him out. Right. Um, but, like, I, I tweeted this a couple weeks ago. I, I seriously think a group of five really close friends could beat Georgetown because if you've got the chemistry, if you can move the ball around, yep. you can probably beat this Georgetown team, and you can beat them pretty good. And I think Villanova's going to take care of them by at least double I, digits. Well, you know what? And this is what America's been waiting for. This is why the podcast. Well, by the way, I'll be on with the bonus uh, play today at one forty-seven. Can't wait. By the way, what time we on tomorrow? Does anybody know yet? Everybody just froze. <laughs> Everybody just froze. Brendan's just scrambling. Everybody's. Like, I got. I'll get it for you after we get Brendan's pick here. All right, here we go. It's time for Brendan's bargain basement basement bargain picks. Brendan. Well, this is the time of year where you got to be very careful and calculated with what you're betting, right? Like, yeah. You don't have a ton of NBA available to you with no. the All-Star weekend. No football available to you. I don't like being smart with what I'm betting. There's something I like, and it's probably not the smartest. I'm going to go to the three-point competition. Ooh. Yes, baby! Tyrese Halliburton, home court advantage, Ooh. plus 500, 40% three-point shooter. And it pays out five to one. How could you not like that? You think that he'll bet? clam up being at home? No, I think it's the perfect place for him to be. By the That's way, we we will be on at one o'clock. You may be listening right now, and it's yes, two o'clock. tomorrow one o'clock. One o'clock on on ESPN. You 1, have the family tune in. Yes, yes, we do. Of course, okay. every every single week, Mike. My mother listens. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. All right, that is going to do it for us here on the Odds Couple here on ESPN One Thousand and the ESPN Chicago app. Everyone have a great, fun weekend of wagering, and we will talk to you next week. So long, everybody. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.